0: Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I was asked recently at a men's event I was doing a very important question, and I want to reflect on that question in this podcast today. The question was, what is the most important truth I know about manhood? What is the most important truth? And I think the question actually was, what's the most important truth I know about noble manhood? And I have to tell you, it's a great question. It's a question I'm asked often, and I answer it differently today than I would have a decade or two ago. But here is the answer, and I want to explain it a bit. The most important truth I know about noble manhood is that it does not happen accidentally, that you have to be intentional about it. One of my favorite secular scholars is a woman named Camille Paglia. And she says, basically, womanhood just is, but manhood is difficult and has to be summoned out and confirmed by other men. Now, she's saying essentially what I'm saying in the answer to this question. What's the most important truth I know about manhood? It is that manhood, true noble manhood, does not emerge on its own. It does not emerge naturally that you have to be intentional about it. You have to intentionally do things to nurture, to grow, to rise in the whole issue of noble, righteous, great manhood you see a a man will emerge into strength he'll emerge into aggression he'll emerge into uh you know physical transformations and and the things that happen sort of naturally biologically emotionally uh in his life as a man but he will not achieve noble manhood. He will not achieve character. He will not achieve integrity. Uh, he will not become a good husband, a good father. Uh, he will not even be fulfilled as a man unless he is intentional about becoming a noble and a good man. And this, this the reason that I say that this is maybe the most important thing I know about manhood is that most men assume That the culture that they are in, that the way they are emerging, the way they are growing, uh, is the way manhood ought to be because it's the only thing they know. For example, I grew up in a military culture. My father was an army officer. I've never served in uniform, but my father was an officer. So I was grown, I grew up in a very military jock world. Well, It was very easy for me then to step into manhood, 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, step out of the family, my original family and into the world, assuming that what I had learned as a jock, as a man, a young boy in a military culture, uh, was all there was to manhood. Well, of course, the reality is that wasn't true. I'm not critical of either one of those things. I think that sports and the military can do a great deal in uh, shaping what good manhood is, but Uh, you can be in the military and assume that kind of an aggressive, military, uh, highly disciplined approach to life is manhood, and it's not, not alone. Uh, You can be an athlete and assume that uh, the, the, the joys of teaming and the joys of physicality and the joys of athletic skill and what that brings into your life, that that is the essence of manhood, but it's not. You have to add to those things Whatever it is that will help you inculcate the nobility, the character, the righteous vision, the temperance, um the the the, the methods of self improvement at an internal level that make you a great man. I mean, we know that an athletic culture does not automatically make a great man because some of the worst, most violent, most abusing, most criminal men that we know on the public stage are professional athletes. I'm sorry to say it, uh, but some guys just get to the pros and they've never had been challenged about anything about their internal life. And they're all about the strip clubs and the hoes and the money and the guns and the criminality and, you know, etc. Now, some guys in the NFL, some guys in professional sports, some of the finest men I know, and I have a number of friends, uh, many friends, in fact, uh, who are professional athletes, but they will tell you that getting to the point of noble manhood does not happen naturally in an athletic life. It does not happen naturally in a military life. It does not happen naturally in kind of a bold uh, construction oriented, you know, physical labor kind of life. Um, It doesn't happen naturally in those ways. In order to be a good or a noble man, a righteous man, a great man, live out the noble manhood for which we are all made and and I don't mind bringing faith involved here, uh, which glorifies God and draws on his power, you have to be intentional. It will not happen naturally. And that's the problem with most men today. They have been deposited on in the world, they have been deposited in the the adult phase of their lives. As a product of whatever culture raised them, whatever ethnic culture, whatever values, whatever you know military, sports, sexual, whatever kind of culture created them, and then they're dumped out, so to speak, on the world, and many of them are are not prepared. number one, number two, they're not making a difference. they're actually part of the problem. and most of all, they are living a very truncated, very shortened, very diminished, deformed version of manhood because none of those cultures alone. Make you a man, being white, being black, being Hispanic, and whatever culture you come from with that ethnicity doesn't automatically make you a man. Uh, Being, as I say, from a military, from a sports, from a from a construction culture, from an intellectual culture, doesn't automatically make you a man. All of those have some benefits to them. You become a man when you first gain a righteous vision for what a man is. And then you enlist the help of others to become that intentionally. You begin to understand uh, that a man is put in the world with certain gifts that are meant for other people. You begin to understand how you got to tend your field and stand guard over the territory that is given to you and assigned to you, whether it's your neighborhood or your home or the lives of your family, etc., you, you begin to understand uh, that, that you've got to take care of yourself and tend yourself and deal with your inner deformities and 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 nurture uh, an inner life that you then have uh, a well a rich well uh, to offer to others particularly your son particularly your daughter but it has to be intentional and so if you look around at your life and you say to yourself, I'm not doing anything to be intentional about becoming a great man, then this is the big problem that you face. If, if you're not in some kind of a band of brothers, if, you don't, if you're not reading the best books on what it means to be a man, if you're not being fed, the, at, the, at the very least, the statistics about what's going on with men today so you know what to avoid. Uh, then, then, then you are not being intentional. Hear me again. Noble, righteous manhood does not occur automatically, accidentally, on its own. You have to be intentional. If you're not reading, if you're not opening your life to other men and all of you committed together to a vision for noble manhood and helping each other and correcting each other and exposing what you see in each other's lives so it can be dealt with, if, if, if you are, uh, not putting away, you know, secret hidden ways and, and living a bold public life of noble manhood in league with other men so you can do good in the world and do good for your family and raise up strong kids and, and be the man you're called to be. Well, then it's not going to happen automatically. It's not going to happen sitting in front of the TV. It's not going to happen just doing your job, mowing the yard, taking the wife out for a date once a month, and, um, and going to the kids' baseball games or, or dances. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? Noble manhood is a bit more complex, it's a bit more, it takes more effort. And that's why in times past, think of all the things that men did in previous generations to raise up noble men that have been dropped off now. It used to be that, that that you had some kind of initiation ceremony. I remember reading recently on the American Frontier how young men in a given community, you know, when they went out and killed their first deer, went out to hunt with the men, the dads, for the first time and killed their first deer and spent time out in the wild for a while. That's That's when they began to be men. They began to be given responsibility in the society. They began to be regarded a certain way in one community. They actually bought him their first hat, their first adult kind of cowboy hat. And he was blooded, so to speak, and and, and had killed his first deer and cleaned it. And all the men ate from it and complimented the kill. And, uh, you know, that that was it's a sort of a natural thing. But at least it said there's a line between boyhood and manhood. And now that you've done this thing, it doesn't make you a complete man just because you killed the deer. But now that you've done this. Uh, we will begin to take you seriously as a man and begin to teach you and train you uh, how to be a, a pillar in the community and how, how to be a good husband, how to be a good father, and we'll expect things of you. Um, you. You know that our Jewish friends have the Bar mitzvah where a young boy becomes a son of the covenant, and at the age of thirteen, he's he's intended to know certain parts of the Torah and take his responsibilities within the community and and, and know who he is before God. Uh, these rituals, for the most part outside of the Jewish community, really, um, have been dropped off, the idea of initiations. And I've many times quoted the, uh, the, the great African proverb that says, if we do not initiate the boys, they will burn the village down. These ceremonies, these initiations, these things, where men got together and celebrated a man who had st- turned eighteen, or turned thirteen, or graduated from college, or who was about to get married. I mean, we we go with stag parties these days, where strippers show up and people get drunk. But it but it was not that long ago that when a man was about to get married, there was a big party and a feast. But it was a time where men stood up and gave wisdom to the soon-to-be groom. Um, because they they wanted him to be a success. Same thing happened at the launch of businesses. So you see what I'm saying. We've lost many of the intentionality, the ceremonies, the rituals of intentionality that make men. Well, that doesn't have to be lost forever. So look at your life. What are you doing to be intentional? Well, the fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you're interested in doing something, but it's got to go further. Books are important to it. Maybe video series are important to it. Uh, Certainly, certain websites are important to it. Art of Manliness, Great Man TV, other things like that are important to it. Um, Pursuit of Manliness, et cetera. But but also, you have to have a band of brothers around you. You have to be intentional. And if you're in a church, you got to be in the men's ministry and you got to feed there and you got to challenge yourself and you got to push yourself and you got to get other men to push you. Manhood comes intentionally. It doesn't grow, so to speak, wild. It doesn't just pop up because there's soil and sunlight. It doesn't just pop up because there's a little bit of feeding. And most men of our generation have fallen far short of what noble manhood is because they have simply stopped wherever their early culture deposited them. Wherever their early life left them on the road to noble manhood, they simply stopped and they were not intentional, and they were not pursuing, and they were not reading and learning and putting into practice and having men work with them so they could be noble men. They weren't reading the lives of great men or watching movies about the lives of great men and then talking about the principles of greatness, of manhood, and how to incorporate them into their lives. So how intentional are you being? It doesn't matter how old you are. You might be 13 listening to this. You might be in college. You might be a young professional. Uh, You might be 60, 70, 80. doesn't matter what the age is. The fact is, in order to be a good man, you have to be intentional. It's not going to go by you just thinking your own thoughts and living out what you were taught when you were young. Even if you were taught well when you were young, Uh, There are new phases of life, there are new seasons, there are new challenges, there are new things happening in our world, and you need help to grow and increase as a noble man, as a great man, as a righteous man in the face of all those challenges. You need a band of brothers, you need a noble vision, you need feeding. And that really is what I'm trying to say today, is that the care and feeding of your soul in the direction of noble manhood is your primary responsibility, and this is Is one of the most important things I know about manhood. It does not grow on its own. And to paraphrase Bob Dylan, if you're not busy growing, as a great man, as a noble man, as a righteous man, then you are receding. You are in decline. And most men today, especially in the western world, are in decline when it comes to what it means to be a great man, to be a good man with everything inside of you alive and on fire with character and integrity, serving others, living for the glory of God, being being a man who's valuable and fruitful and tending his field and and fully engaged, fully alive, keeping that inner wildness alive, but in, but in a good and responsible and controlled way, and embedding it in the next generation. That's what noble manhood is, and it's not going to happen by accident. So get intentional, get honest with yourself, and get on with the growing. He who is not intentional in growing in great manhood is dying as a man. And this is one of the great truths of life, that the great tragedy is what dies in a man while he lives. Don't let manhood die or recede. Be intentional about building in yourself and in others great manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv you'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men. Mansfield's book of manly men and building your band of brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The great man podcast is a Mansfield group production.